Welcome, fans of Sports Cave. This is your host, Sports Cave Dave, and my co-host, Lucas Reyes, on the Wild Wednesday podcast. We do preview, review, and parlays. Lucas, how are you doing today? Doing great, brother. How are you? Um, I would be doing better if my parlay hit. I'll be $14,000 richer, but literally only one hit, and I was Buffalo Bills and Steelers. Um, I, as you know, I was a little risky last week, but you have to risk get the biscuit, but it's all good. Moving on, um, one game we're going to talk about right here is the the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. What was your initial reaction to this game? Chiefs Dolphins will kind of start it off with like a little bit of a rocky start for the Chiefs. Um, for sure, you got it like that long 30 yard sack that everyone's talking about on Mahomes. And that was just Mahomes was doing too much. And and then we also had the two interceptions, um, multiple interception game for Mahomes, a rare a rare thing, a um, rare multiple turnover game for him. And he almost also had a fumble lost as well on a bad snap. And it was just really, you know, just miscues by the Chiefs and also, you know, the Dolphins playing very well on defense and getting tip passes. But it really didn't feel like the Chiefs were ever out of this game and we're getting destroyed. You know, any other team to, you know, start off that bad with a 30-yard sack and then two also interceptions um, in the first half, you would have expected – to be getting blown out but the dolphins kind of struggle on offense they still they still have their problems they couldn't really put it out of reach and it's hard to put things out of reach for the chiefs anyway and the times that they've turned the ball over and getting those sacks um people would look to those and say wow you know they're getting actually uh destroyed here but they were moving the ball very well during those times and it was just bad plays and unfortunate things being happened. And the fact that the lead didn't grow because the offense was getting stifled and also um, the chiefs were just able to just hang around and you can't, you can't let them hang around and they're just so good that they could just score at will. And, and eventually, uh, you know, they put things out of reach. Dolphins almost come back at the end, but it was just too much. Like I said, that offense isn't electrifying. Um, they're not as dangerous as the chiefs It's, it's hard to be as dangerous as the chiefs. And it was just, you know, too little, too late. But uh, I, I just, I, I read this one tweet about it and it was like, you know, the Chiefs, they kind of get bored, kind of like how, uh, like a Jordan, Michael Jordan Bulls team, like they they can mess up, but they'll still ultimately win at the end. And that's really how I feel about this team. They they are just so good. Yeah. Um. When I seen that sack, I was like, oh, you know, this Miami was, like I said, one of those teams that could beat, Good teams, and I, I was really hoping they could do it, but they just fell short. Mahomes, they, they forced Mahomes three interceptions. I mean, there's a crazy stat where he hasn't done that in his whole career. And um, Mahomes said he's a love hate relationship with Miami, but Miami, I think if they had, um, I think if they had Fist Magic, it probably they probably would have got a dub. I'm not saying Tua wasn't bad, he went 28 to 48, 316, two touchdowns and interception, but um, they just I think they're missing, uh, first of all, I think they're missing a steady runner back. Um, ever since um, Kenyon Drake, uh, Matt Breda, like there hasn't been that one guy, uh, Gaskin, but he's back on, I think, uh, COVID. Patrick Law, uh, Lard, Lard, Laird, Patrick Laird. They traded for Lid Bowen, um, from the Raiders. He hasn't been utilized. I think they need a, uh, like they need that. I think they definitely should draft a runner back, uh, a big runner back this, this year. Uh, and receiving wise, they just need. I think they're missing one more piece, both in the running back core and the wide receiving core. Um, Tua is going to develop a little bit more, and next year, um, I think they'll be great. Add some pieces on defense, and uh, if they're eight and five this year, imagine what they could do next year with uh, some more pieces. So I think this team's going to be dangerous. Kept it close, but my, uh, Kansas City got Tyree Kill, man. They couldn't get it to him through the air because Xavier Howard got a one-handed Beckham Jr. interception. That thing was mm-hmm. amazing. So they gave it to him on the ground. And uh, that dude's just fast. You just have to run. You got to have a head start with that guy. You got to play 15 yards off that guy. I would play 15 yards off that guy every single snap. I'll give him all the inside stuff. Do not give him the big plays. It was a tough one. Um, I wish Miami came out on top. But like you said, Casey's just too explosive, man. They're just, man, they're good. Moving on to an upset where, oh, my God, none of us seen this coming. Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles upsetted the New Orleans Saints. Jalen Hurts, is he the real deal? I remember I was kind of like on the fence. I told him to, uh, to um, maybe get a, like, a nice sneaky pick. Um, Taysom Hill just keep on fumbling. I think he's like fifth in the franchise, like with 10 fumbles in franchise history, most fumbles in a season. Jalen Hurts didn't have to do much, but the team just looked different. Miles Sanders did a lot of that. Uh, Jalen Hurts ran a lot too. Oh man, this was just bad for the Saints. Number one defense in, 
and Jalen Hurts beat you guys, that's pretty bad. And and the receivers didn't do much. It was all the ground game. Um, happy to see the Eagles win. I, I mean, it's, they've been battered all year. I don't think they'll win the division. But with Jalen Hurts, they look like a different team. Oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't think that he would be such a inspiration for this team, motivating them to win. They got to an early lead, too. You know, they were very much uh, in control of this game throughout the whole thing. So it wasn't like it, it wasn't like this game was stolen at all by the Eagles. Um, I mean, I guess it was stolen, but it wasn't like they stole it at the very end. No, they, they quickly got out to a lead. They were 17-0 at halftime. And you don't want to see them getting shut out in the third quarter, but they eventually come and score again in the fourth to put put it away. And, uh, you know, they almost gave up this comeback to the Saints, but it was just too much. And I think that um, you really need to see uh, the, the Saints get Drew Brees back. You know, uh, you got Michael Thomas. Yeah, they're missing him. Yeah, they got Michael Thomas out here doing well, and so is Kamara. But Kamara, this was like his first game back, uh, in, back into – importance for this team because beforehand uh, he wasn't really getting the ball through the air and this time he finally did seven receptions for 44 yards um but the past few games they were they were saying how this was his lowest participation through the year uh throughout his career as a saint so uh this whole team is just missing drew Brees. i think they've they've hit their ceiling i mean look we gotta also realize like they're playing with a backup quarterback in Taysom hill and the fact that they're able to just do this, this is the second year in a row now with backup quarterbacks. I think this is their first loss with a backup quarterback in two years. So um, it comes against a weird Eagles team that you wouldn't have expected. But uh, when you say it like that, it doesn't seem too bad. But you would like to see them get back on track for the playoffs because now things are getting uh, a little frisky over there in the top of the NFC between them and I believe the Packers. So uh, they really do miss Drew Brees. Taysom Hill got sacked a lot, which is something that you don't really expect, especially coming from this Eagles team. And, you know, uh, also the Eagles just burned the Saints on the ground. Miles Sanders had a huge game, 14 carries for 115 yards uh, and two touchdowns. So this guy was going off. Really, had he had an 82-yard uh, rusher, rush, though, uh, skewed, skewed the rushing. But look at Jalen Hurts, dude. He also rushed for 100 yards, over 100 yards as well. So I think that this guy definitely has the skill set to be the real deal for sure. It just seems so different. And I don't know if you saw it, but there's like a meme on the sideline of like Doug Peterson looking at uh, Carson Wentz, giving him the side eye. Everyone feels like he lost his job. I think he did. Yeah, um, I think what it was, uh, Doug Peterson was trying to just um, work what we got. He designed plays to work with Jalen Hurts, and I think he just outplayed Champagne. And we thought it would be the other way around. But I think no one has film on Jalen Hurts, so I think they had the advantage, and it worked. I didn't think it was going to work, but, man, it worked. Moving on to the Washington football team, or should I say the Chase Young football team. This dude just filled up the stat sheet, man. Forced fumble, um, fumble recovery, touchdown, sacks, hits, pass up, uh, pass breakups. The dude is – I can't think of another guy that's going to win defensive player of the year. He might even get defensive rookie of the year. He might get two of those. When's the last time a player did that? Did that? This dude is the real deal. He made Nick Mullen struggle. Alex Smith um, didn't um, got knocked out with his leg. So Dame, Dwayne Haskins, good to see him. I kind of forgot about him. He, uh, he tweeted that he almost cried when he got oh, on the wow. field because it's been so long. Um, I, li- I like the quarterbacks there. Dwayne Haskins, he wasn't ready. You know, they threw in Kyle Allen. He injured. Now I got Alex Smith. So I think Alex Smith is coming back. Um, but the 49ers, they just struggle, man. Um, couldn't get it done on the run. Uh, they Brandon Ayok had 119 yards, but um, Chase Young made it easy for them. And uh, a lot of short fields and punts. So that's that's pretty much what happens when you first Washington. Oh, yeah, for sure. So just the story of Washington, like you just said, just, just the defensive line. And you saw them dominate, getting turnovers and defensive scores. Uh, overall, great victory for Washington that's just trying to stay ahead in that division. Um, you know, maybe you just want to see their offense do a little bit more. 23 points is all right, but there's kind of like in the range of like the Bears. So you're not going to win any major games like that. But man, this team, you could just see where they're headed. You know, their future is so bright and they definitely invested in the right position um, for the future. Uh, what? I'm sorry, for the 49ers. Uh, I mean, you just couldn't get anything going. Uh, just too beat up. And I think they're just looking forward to next year. Uh, dude, this year went by fast, man. 
this year went by so fast. It's already week 15. I can't believe it, but um, that's where we are now. I just had to say that. Yeah, it, it, it has gone fast. Um, by the way, you did win this last week. You went 11 and four, and I went seven and nine. Ooh. I took a lot of risks this year or this week. So you, you got another <laughs> dub, your sixth dub of the year. All right, moving on to Washington, our um, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. Man, this Bills team. I'm talking Stephon Diggs, dude. 10 receptions, 130 yards, and a touchdown. They didn't have to run because you got Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen doing it, and the, the defense stepping up to, um, to this Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Made them struggle um, early. Two interceptions, costly ones, too. They couldn't get it done on the run either. They, I think we got some major problems here with Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe because – Chase Claypool putting his bio on TikTok saying if he gets a Pro Bowl, he'll do the WAP dance. I think, yeah, back-to-back wow. losses. I don't think he's going to make the Pro Bowl. Plus, I don't want to see that. Ain't no, no one want to see that. that. They're concentrating too much on social media. Dude, we get it. You're young. But back-to-back losses, if you lose, win or lose, you should just do not do a TikTok. Let the team do it, not you personally. You know, it's kind of getting annoying. But uh, fumbling all over the place, oh, man. Pittsburgh's defense is spiraling down and fast. Yeah, and you know this offense is just have too much struggles. You know, drop passes still, um, no running game. Even though you're healthy at the running back position with James Conner and the wide receivers, they just aren't explosive and they're not uh, getting these wild plays that they were getting all year. And honestly, I'm wondering if the Steelers team um, is going to continue their struggles into the playoffs because. A lot of their wide receivers and a lot of their big plays, um, they may have relied on that too much this year. You know, they got a lot of explosive plays from Deontay Johnson earlier and also Chase Claypool, um, long touchdown plays. And I just wonder if teams have just adjusted to their game plan and, and um, just see what they're trying to do. Taking away the big plays seemed to really affect this team. You know, uh, the only huge receptions they had was uh, a 20 yard pass to Juju Smith-Schuster. Other than that, they uh, just don't seem to get efficient plays enough uh, of those small and intermediate passes, the ones that really matter when you want to get these long sustained drives. I wonder if the Buffalo Bills are really um, that good, you know, but uh, just I, I haven't seen their defense play as well as they have this past weekend. And I just wonder if that's just a combination of the Steelers just, you know, imploding and, and not really playing that good. And, um, just their inconsistencies on offense starting to show because of the the season uh, progressing, or is if is it also the Bills um, stepping up big on defense and and finally uh, you know being a huge factor in these games? Uh, but other than that, I would say that Buffalo is just for real on offense. I love Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and um, you know just the way that that the Bills uh, have have worked with uh, Brian Dable just helping Josh Allen and this whole thing. I would love to see the running game get get going because they really don't have any running game. Um, I think that would really propel their offense to the next level. But other than that, I mean, this Bills team, I think they're going to win a playoff game for sure. Oh, yeah, I think they're the real deal. Um, top team in the uh, – they're, they're one of the top teams right now, at least top five teams, I could tell you that. Moving on to a game that, of course, it happens to Browns. The eight, the eight and four uh, Ravens. Um, I think I'm sad. I think they were underdogs in this one to the Cleveland Browns. They went 47 to 42. And if you guys did not see this game, what had happened was Lamar Jackson left for cramps. Quotations. Um, people think he pulled a Paul Pierce and took a dump. Um, the way that walk was, man. I know that walk, man. We all <laughs> been there. I think that would maybe not been cramps. He debunked it, but oh, you know. Anyways, they're up. Uh, the Browns are up. Tracy McSwarley comes in. Gets injured. There's no quarterback on the depth chart. Guess who comes out of the locker room? Mar Jackson comes out on a fourth and five, scores a touchdown to Marquise Brown. The pass, if you look at the pass, it was it was a terrible pass by Lamar Jackson. It was a great adjustment by Hollywood Brown. If I seen it, I was just like, oh man, if Hollywood Brown wasn't so fast, that would probably have been an incompletion. They score and then the Browns get the ball back and they fall back on the and then they uh do a bunch of Pitches back and they get a safety and it makes the score 47-42. The Browns give up a touchdown and of course they do. Their defense, just their secondary is just struggling. Um, Lamar Jackson did most of his work on the ground, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Only passing touchdown he did was to Hollywood Brown in the last uh, couple minutes. But he went before that. He was 11 and 16 with 123 yards. Um, 
Yeah, Lamar Jackson, I, I'm kind of scared that he had more rushing yards than passing yards before that touchdown. And um, if you could just contain his run, then uh, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to do much. And if he does make it to the playoffs, uh, they, I think they have a slight chance of making it to the playoffs. Or I think they have like a 60% chance of making the playoffs. Um, whoever they verse up, you got to just contain Lamar Jackson. The Browns, you got to clean up on defense. Yeah, I definitely do. Um but honestly, coming away from this game, I felt more better about the Browns than I felt about the Ravens. I mean, I, yeah. I really do think that the Browns have something special coming on. And we haven't really seen a passing attack from the Browns all year consistently. And, and we've talked about it. And part of it has been because I think they just stumbled out of the gate. You know, they got blown out by the Ravens and Steelers very early on in the season. But that, does, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. I, looking back, it's just two losses. The way that they lost, doesn't matter anymore it's a completely different season you know you feel completely different about the Steelers right now I like everyone does I don't really feel um too confident in the Ravens I mean because they were definitely running all over the Browns but what happens when you face another team that is good at stopping the run you're just gonna go back to struggling again and and you know they needed these clutch plays from Lamar Jackson and Marquise Hollywood Brown I mean you saw it was going to Marquise, and you thought maybe he could drop it again. It was a fourth down. Point being, I think that it's the equivalent of the Kyler Murray Hail Mary. It's the equivalent of the Raiders Hail Mary against the Jets. And now it's it's they're all grouped in the same category. You know, if you if you didn't get that play, you know, you're you're quickly skidding again, and people have a completely different mindset. Point being, I don't know if they're winning these games, a close game against an opponent with just a little bit of a of a better defense. You know, the Browns they 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 played very tough for what they had, and even defensively they got some nice plays. Um, but they they still uh they still gave it up to Lamar because they just didn't match up well, and Lamar didn't pass it uh, pass it well again, and I think that's such a huge concern. You know, 11 of 17 and just one touchdown, you know, bef before the uh, the before he came back from the locker room, he had half of that. So all of half of his stats came in the very end of the game. And uh, I think that's just so concerning. I don't think that's winning football, especially in the playoffs. So uh, I, I, I know that this game was amazing and I hate to put like a damper on the, the Baltimore Ravens for winning. But I just I, this is what I'm seeing. And for me, this is my honest opinion. I don't think that this is going to be good enough for them. And Cleveland, I, I going back to them real quick. You know, they they haven't had a passing attack all year. They were the number one rushing attack. I still I still put them up there. They're top five for sure. Um, and that thing and that has definitely opened up things for Baker. But now consecutive games with over three hundred yards, and he's consistently getting over two hundred, and and he's putting up touchdowns. This is a this is a completely different Cleveland Browns team now. You add passing to them, and they just look nasty. I mean, Kareem Hunt can do it uh, in the ground in the past. Donovan Peoples-Jones, again, I love that name. Uh, he's making these impact plays. Uh, yeah, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Rashard Higgins. I mean, man, I think this team is definitely missing um, that OBJ uh, type of player. But, you know, if they could get this type of production to the passing game, they're going to win a playoff game. Yeah, um, just remember your MVP Lamar Jackson is 0-2 in the playoffs, losing to the Chargers and Titans back-to-back -back seasons in the first round. Um, it's a big concern. I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, moving forward, they definitely got to implement some more passing and less running. And, and running gives you a bigger chance of getting injured. Look at the quarterbacks that did get injured that way. Um, these Raven fans are just happy they won, but uh, there's some internal issues that they're not seeing. They're blinded by by uh, this win. So, uh it's going to be, it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty tough for the Ravens in the playoffs. Uh, depends on who they match up though. Moving on um, to the lightning round. We got the Minnesota Vikings losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if, if Dan, who's a, who's a kicker? Is it Dan mm -hmm. Bailey? Oh no. Uh, is it, Yeah. If Dan Bailey would have sank three field goals and an extra point, this game would have been within two Vikings just beat themselves really. And there's a whole conspiracy on Instagram <laughs> that the, the no, no, what it? is it? That that Tom Brady and the NFL are making them win. The play clock is slower. Um, they call these plays in the, the Tom Brady's favor. There's like a whole like there's a whole IGTV series, like a, a fucking like two minute video of it. It's crazy now. It kind of convinced me. Um, if, if Dan Bailey missing all those field goals and stuff. There's a play with Gronk was ruled uh, something or like a pass interference or like all this crazy shit. And then, like, I forgot it, but like, this is a crazy conspiracy. I'm gonna try to find it and show it to you. But um, yeah, the, the, the Tampa Bay, if, if it wasn't for Dan Bailey, they probably, this probably game would have been different, but uh, Ronald Jones got it done on the ground. Tom Brady didn't do that great either, but uh, I think the Vikings just beat themselves on this one. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt the same way too. Uh, just it's some a game that you know another one that just got out of hand and it was hard for them to come back. But um, you know, Minnesota now you just it's so deflated after this game. Uh, but it's so weird. I don't feel like confident about the Bucks. I mean, uh, um, yeah. it's so yeah, weird this season. Like they 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 hit a, a peak way too early, and now they just feel like they've fallen off. You know, they they don't seem to be getting past the thirty point mark, and that that seems to be like the golden number for good offenses. And um, in the NFC, that's just so uh, wishy washy. I mean, they could definitely steal a game, but you know, you give up over a hundred yards to Dalvin Cook. And um, you, I guess you contain Justin Jefferson, though. You know, I, I guess this this Tampa Bucks team uh, can still do it. You know, uh, shutting down Justin Jefferson is good, but it's it's the Vikings. It's a it's a Vikings team that's been killing themselves all year. So just to win like this barely because of the missed field goals uh, doesn't feel good. It doesn't excite me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too excited about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Moving on to the Arizona Cardinals. And the New York Giants, I think Daniel Jones wasn't healthy. He couldn't move. He was too stiff. They should have just let Colt McCoy play. I think they would have had a better chance. Because of that, this dude, Hassan Reddick, had five sacks, Ooh. two tackles for loss, and three forced fumbles. This dude hasn't had two sacks in the same game in his whole career. He had five, two, two, two tackles for loss, and three forced fumbles. Um, uh, in total, there were seven sacks. This or um, I'm, I'm, pardon me, eight sacks. This they just demolished this Giants team. They couldn't get the Giants couldn't get nothing. Uh, I think it was all Daniel Jones. He wasn't. He didn't, just didn't look healthy. The offense didn't look healthy. Um, I think they had a better shot with Cole McCoy, which they put in later, but a little too late. They only scored seven um, from Dion Lewis. Yeah, Dion Lewis is still playing. I keep <laughs> on forgetting about him. And the Cardinals just their defense stepped up, and they they needed this dub to stay in the playoffs, to get their playoff hopes up. Yeah, I mean this is a game they needed because this game would have raised some questions. It was raising questions coming into it. You know, a Giants team that was very hot and shutting stuff down on defense maybe slowed Kyler Murray down again. I mean this this team I feel like should have put the Giants away in many points of this game, but you know only allowing seven points to a team that's been frisky and fighting for a playoff spot is good. So, uh, Cardinals, you know, you're fighting your way back to the NFC playoff picture. Let's see what happens. Moving on to a game that's the Tennessee Derrick Henry, man. <laughs> this dude. Oh. I had the Jacksonville upsetting. Um, one thing I forgot what they got a dude named Derrick Henry. I should remember because this dude has been carrying my fantasy team and he carried me again to another victory. I'm in the playoff spot versus the number one guy. I'm excited. Tyson, uh, Ryan Tannehill didn't do much. They just handed off to this dude. And the Jacksonville Jaguars were making business decisions not to tackle this dude. He went two, 26 carries, 215 yards, two touchdowns on an 8.3-yard carry. That's all I have to say. This Tennessee Defense didn't have to do much. James Robinson was held to 67 yards. Garden Minshew got put in. Uh, Mike Glennon got pulled out. Mark Garden Minshew is the starter next week. Oh, man, I really thought they had a chance. But, damn, Derrick Henry's Yeah, Derrick Henry is incredible. Um, He has a crazy stat line against the Jaguars. Like, just the Jaguars. So, we should have seen this game coming because he obviously just has a history of just pummeling this team. And, uh, I, I don't know, just a depressing beatdown. A Jaguars team that does not lose uh, by big margins they they have been in every single game uh you know by just great game plans and honestly kind of good coaching um just to in a weird way uh, to say that for a 1 in 12 team but if you look at their scores and the teams they played against good formidable opponents uh they've been in it but the titans i think it just shows how good they are um against bad teams they to put teams away and the jaguars just couldn't match up but a great win for the titans i'm starting to feel a lot better about them again um Another team that just kind of like the Saints, they just always heat up going into the playoffs. And Derrick Henry could be that guy. I, mean, I think he's an MVP conversation. I think he should be. Um, and he's going to just put the team on his back again in the playoffs. That like dude is third, so It's huge. like the third year in a row time. he's doing this, too. It's crazy. Look up Derrick Henry compared to like offensive line. Yeah. He's like twice their size. This dude is just huge. His braid. That he has is hanging out his home as big as my lake. <laughs> like, that's just to give you perspective. That dude is a massive. I'm Samson. so glad I picked him. Yeah, I, I'm glad I picked him in my fantasy, my first round draft pick. I can't believe he was there available. I think I'll six. I think I'll six. Um, I got him. He's been carrying my team. Um, God bless him. Moving on to a, t a game that, I mean, you're versing the Bengals. 
I'm, I'm surprised you got seven. I think I predicted the score actually right. Uh, no, I didn't. I think you did. No, I thought I thought I did. Sorry. The um the Dallas won thirty to seven. I thought I had a score like that. I didn't. Um, I mean, there's not too much to say. Cincinnati don't have really nothing. AJ Green, T Higgins. That's it. Um, their running game is just depleted. Um, Brandon Allen, Ryan Finley. I mean. I'm surprised the Colts are I'm surprised the Dallas even scored that much, but look at their opponent. You know, Zeke only had 48 yards, though. That's pretty embarrassing to a Cincinnati Bengals team. That just, it's just terrible. Um, not that much to say. Cincinnati Bengals, uh just just wait till Joe Burrow gets healthy. Draft offensive lineman. Yeah, I mean that's that's all I could say. Also, I mean, why are we even talking about this game? <laughs> Move Moving on to the Houston Texans, who can only manage seven points against the Chicago Bears, who got 36. Um, I'm surprised they got 36. I thought uh, Houston would definitely win this one. When Trubisky's starting, the run game is like twice Weird, right? I've seen the stat where with Trubisky starting, they like have 643 yards rushing. When he's not, they only have 300. Uh, I, I, I'm not trusting them. I definitely have some big trust issues with them. But uh, if the run game is good with them, I'll keep on starting them. I'll, I'll, I'm basing my, my stat off that. And then you got Allen Robinson, dude. I think he should either get out of there or surround him with more talent. Um, Allen Robinson's a real deal, 123 yards and a touchdown. He's one of the most under – he's probably a top five underrated wide receiver. I'm going to do, do a bunch of lists probably towards the end of the year, like most underrated, overrated. He's definitely in the top five underrated wide receiver category because look at the team he's on. They're six and seven right now. The playoff hopes are like – I know it's probably circumstantial now, but um, uh, I, these, these teams, I think, will be good in the next couple of years unless they draft really good. Um, Houston, I'm going to say this every time, Deshaun Watson, you got to get out of there. Running game, not there. Um, get some good wide receivers. Wait till they get healthy and not suspended. And maybe you have a chance, but uh, I don't know. These two teams are not. Talk about people are going to need to get out of there. How about Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt? Get out of the Texans, please. I think the Texans are going to do it anyway. That team's going to get blown up. I mean, they need draft capital because Bill O'Brien fucked them and and traded it all away. So they're going to get big, big time draft stock out of Deshaun and JJ. Why not send them to the Bears? Holy shit! I mean, look, what if this this game uh, we could look back to next year and say these two players went over to the Bears? Um, I mean, that'd be crazy in a crazy package deal, too, too huge to the Bears. But uh, I think that would really change the change this team because Deshaun. Uh, no help. If you saw that one graphic of LeBron with like that crazy stat line where he gets no help because uh, uh, I forget, I forget what it is. It's a basketball stat. Uh, put that with Deshaun Watson though. He has no help. I mean, a player's dropping wide open touchdown passes into the end zone. Uh, you know, yeah, a little bit out of Kiki Kuti, but literally a little bit after a week where you you needed him again to just spark up the team. But Chicago, I mean, too tall of a task, especially away from home. But Deshaun Watson, I mean, look, if you put him in this Bears team, send a couple first-rounders. I don't care. I think this team is uh, looking at maybe four more wins and a completely different vibe around Chicago. Yeah, um, they should definitely trade J.J. and Deshaun. You could get, like, but those combined, you could probably get four to five first-round draft picks. I know I would. If I was a struggling team, I will trade for Deshaun Watson. That is talent that you know is there. And if you have surrounding pieces that are better than um, the Texans, which you probably do because they don't have much, then that's great. J.J. Watt, that dude could just tear up an offensive line. He, Him and Aaron Donald are very compared. Um, they're compared a lot. And uh, J.J. Watt, uh, he'll play with a broken nose, broken leg. That dude's just a monster. Moving on to uh, Carolina's Panther team to make Drew Locke look like an MVP. Of course. 21 to 27, 284 yards, four touchdowns, man. This boy's listening too much. Jeezy, man, the Carolina Panthers struggled hard. No touchdowns by Teddy Bridgewater, all on the ground. Oh, he did run for one. But Mike Davis, too. Um, their their offense is, I think their offense is set. I think they're one playmaker away. McCaffrey, um, healthy away from, you know, getting it done. Their defense is just terrible. And uh, give up 32 points to a Denver Broncos team who's just depleted everywhere. Was uh, pretty bad. I feel bad for this Carolina Panthers team. Uh, they need to draft defensively, uh, defensive heavy this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, they did draft defensive heavy this year and because all of their draft picks were, were defensive players. And it's just too young. They need to probably they do it again. To, yeah. um, or pick up some big free agents. Uh, maybe this is a spot J.J. Watt could definitely, definitely land at. Denver, though, I mean, look, this offensive output is kind of no joke. Because I like the Panthers and um, just the way that Drew Locke was able to get his 
the balls out to the receivers. KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy had a crazy route this game where he just cooked the defender. And um, True Lock had a historic game. I mean, the passer rating, the four touchdowns and no interceptions. That was uh, He's the only player this season to do that. Uh, four TDs and no picks and the passer rating of 149. Uh, so, I mean... I don't know if that's going to help Drew Locke in, in, the, in the long run. This quarterback situation is still weird. I don't think that they feel 100% about it, but to see that the receiver's doing this well is really good. Yeah, KJ Hamler, I think, is a real deal. Um, I think they need Corlin Sutton. You know, um, Albert O was a big part of that offense. Um, but, yeah, there's there's reports saying he's not he, – it's uncertain if he's going to be the starter next year. So they might even draft a quarterback, maybe get some competition, put some fire under him. Moving on to a next game, which um, I feel kind of dumb. Actually, no, I don't feel dumb. Uh, the New York Jets lost 3-40 to 40 against <laughs> the Seahawks. And um, I predicted the Jets will win. I, I yeah. almost convinced Lucas. I almost convinced Lucas. People on my TikTok and, and Instagram and Twitter thought I was crazy. Um, so the next video, they're probably going to give me heat for it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold back, man. They, this defense is so bad. They traded two first round draft picks to Jamal Adams just for him to drop interceptions. I mean, I thought this guy was going to be defensive player of the year. I was on your side guy, but man, like if you see his highlight tape, it's probably, um, it's just, you know, I should do a video like those TikTok, like, Oh, let's see Jamal, Jamal Adams highlight tape. And then like, <laughs> Oh, thank you. That's it. Because I mean, he hasn't done much, but um, against this this team, I mean, the odds were against them, and like, their odds were against me. They, we even seen a yes. Geno Smith sighting. When's the last time you seen Geno Smith with the yep. Chargers? Right? Yeah, he, he was. was a Charger, right? God damn, he was a Charger. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Russell Wilson got tired. He after he threw his interceptions, like, yeah, I right, give it to Geno Smith. I don't fuck. I'm gonna go fucking listen to Shakira right now or something or Sierra he's gonna go listen to Sierra right now sit on the sideline and chill but um yeah not too much to say the Jets were just terrible I I maybe thought they had a chance but um yeah Gino Smith nope. revenge game <laughs> yeah <laughs> moving yeah. on to the and that's all you have to say moving on to the Colts and Raiders the Raiders man very vocal on their defensive coordinator getting fired Paul Gunter which he did get fired in fact because this was an embarrassment the Colts, Phillip Rivers, I'm so glad to see Phillip Rivers win over the Raiders because I know these last two years he probably didn't. And, um, you know, I, I felt good for Phillip Rivers. Not even four. Man, there's reports – or there's not reports. There's, I remember this tweet. like, how much did Phillip Rivers have to mask mm -hmm. the bad time management and play calls from Anthony Lynn? Like, did Phillip Rivers make Anthony Lynn look decent? Because he's he not, not looking good, but looking as he is right now. But T.Y. Hilton, back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back games where he's a top receiver. Yes, he is coming into his own form. I thought he was done. I said it earlier. I was like, man, this guy needs to get involved. I thought my Didn't my you uh, say that T.Y. was going to have a good week this week too on the fantasy? Yeah, I, I, I did say that. Um, I don't know if I put it down on the fantasy. I think it was an honorable mention. I definitely got to check. But, um, yeah, T.Y. Hilton, top of the leaderboard uh, in receiving. Um, we got to see that. This Colts are undefeated when he's on top of the board. Jonathan Taylor, 150 yards. Goddamn, I didn't see that that till now. Jesus Christ. Phillip Rivers, 244. No interceptions. That's what we like to see. I love to see my boy, Phillip Rivers, put in work. And uh, the Raiders, man, they're pumbling down, but they might have to bounce back. <laughs> this Thursday. Uh, this next uh, this next week, their next game. This Thursday. But, uh, yeah, Colts are looking good right now. They're looking like legit contenders. And give Phillip Rivers a ring. Come on. I want the Colts to win the Super Bowl. I don't care against who they just need to win a Super Bowl. I want Phil Rivers to get a ring. I don't care if it's not with us. He just deserves Hell it. Hell yeah. And you know he what? This is going to help him out. I mean, Jonathan Taylor coming into his own again. Let's see. I mean, these are big performances from Jonathan Taylor, turning it up at the end of the season, turning his season around. And T.Y. Hilton getting back into the mix, like you said, leading this wide receiving core that needs the guidance of a veteran like T.Y. Hilton. Elevate the, the play of Michael Pittman and get these tight ends involved. Jack Doyle, Zach Pascal, Naheem Hines getting through the air. I mean, this is a team that definitely needs all participation from all of its playmakers, big and, and um, role players as well. So, I mean, huge win for the Colts. Another devastating loss for the Liberators who are going to look to get back, like you said. But Derek Carr did not look good. And Josh Jacobs just not even really getting involved. Maybe that's the game just was too too out of out of hand already for any Josh Jacobs uh, game plan to be effective. But I mean, this this Raiders team cannot get away from the game plan. I mean, it is it is uh, too much for them. You know, they it throws the balance of the offense off way too much. I think I want to say this: the Colts are probably the closest 
yes, complete team right now. They got Kenny mm-hmm. Moore with that one, just that one hand interception by Kenny Moore. Oh my lord! And then you got the the safety. I forgot his first name. I always forget his first name. Yeah, I think uh, so. Hooker Ma- Malik Hooker, I think it is. And they got the rookie uh, Blackman, uh, definitely um, under underrated name. Devon uh, Devonte Booker. Not Devonte Booker. They didn't Jesus play the great. Chiefs yet this. Buckner or Buckner. did they play the Chiefs this year? The Colts. No, I don't think so. They probably will in the playoffs in the AFC conference. That's where I have them going. Man, I want the Colts to win Super Bowl so bad. Moving on to the last game before we go to the preview. Um, we got the uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Just uh, Actually, the Lions actually kept it pretty close. But when you got a boy like Devontae Adams, I want to say this. Um, I had DK Metcalf as my top receiver, but I'm going to put Devontae Adams as number one. Um, DK Metcalf number two, unbiased. And number three um, is, a, is a toss-up with a bunch of wide receivers. But Devontae Adams is probably the best receiver route running. Catching after the after or running after the catch, this dude is just oh my god, oh dude, it's nasty seeing this guy. I'm surprised I haven't talked to him more. I know you, I know you talk about him all the time. I I, I think you, I don't know if you drafted him or not. I know you've been on him on him for a while, and I, I'm just barely realizing this dude is just so talented. We one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and you're just running it, the route running. The, it's, it, this dude is just amazing. Um, the brand, the Lions just didn't have no one that Jeff Okuda is out with the season. Uh, Season-ending injury. Uh, the run game is uh, DeAndre Swift. Don't have that much to work with. We even seen Chase Daniel in this game. Uh, they need wide receivers. They need a man. Just how different sure. would this Lions team look if they didn't have Matt Patricia um, ruining the beginning of the season? I mean, they've been in these close games without even these huge playmakers, like you said. And the way they almost came back, I think it's very concerning for the Packers. We'll get into the second, but you know, just this team, Matthew. They failed Matthew Stafford because this is. Uh, um, really a downer when you see him come back week, week after week against these juggernauts. And then uh, the Packers, like you said, Devontae Adams, probably the best receiver in the league right now. It's between him, D-Hop, and probably Stephon Diggs. And, uh, you know, this this team is just rolling. you got to get their defense solid. I mean, this is a complete different um, defense from last year. They're not getting these turnovers, not getting the stops. I mean, this team would be the front runner for, like, the Super Bowl, I think, if they had the defense from last year. Um, and to give up this comeback to the Detroit Lions, uh, it's really, really concerning. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it, it is concerning because uh, if they want to be a playoff team, they got to play good on all um, all sides of the field. Moving on to the preview, and we talked about the the first game we we already talked about on the Monday podcast: the Chargers and Raiders. Go and listen to that, the Charger Charger podcast. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills and Broncos. Uh, the Broncos are coming off a big win, like we just said right now. Drew Locke, four touchdowns, but that is not going to happen against the Buffalo Bills. Their defense is stepping up two interceptions against Ben Roethlisberger. They're gonna, I think they're going to get to Drew Locke, and he's going to make some big mistakes, and he's going to um, fall, um, trend down, and maybe not be the starter next week. I think this is the game that's going to destroy Drew Locke. Destroy his career. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> if I have to call it. Sorry, I got to call it. If I have to call it, I think the score is going to be 30. Yeah, that seems 14. like a reasonable score. I'm just going to look up the uh, Denver Broncos weather real quick um, because it's in Denver and, you know, sometimes it, that's definitely uh, a factor, the snow. But it's going to be sunny, it says right here. Sunny with the high of 52. Great football weather. So I think that the Bills um definitely going to be able to do their thing. I mean, Josh Allen is insane. Um, I'll, I'll agree with a similar score to that. I'll say like uh, 31 to 17. Um, Denver, I mean, look, they, they, that performance by Drew Locke, um, I'm not going to say it was no fluke. Uh, I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say, uh, he's definitely a competent quarterback. So I think he could put up 17. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers and the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are coming off the Drew Locke or touchdown, um, performance. Uh, I, I think Green Bay will struggle a little bit because their defense is, you know, you, you're probably going to get into it a little bit more, but their defense has been struggling. Their offense is there. Carolina is potentially for the upset, but I'm not going to give it to them. It's a set. These two games mm-hmm. we're talking about Saturday night. So you're telling me I could get drunk Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday? <laughs> Say less. I'm going to take Green Bay winning this one by a slim margin. I could see a possible upset. Um, not a lot of people are going to agree with me. Um, I, I don't think anyone agrees with me ever. I don't think I'm, I'm the least dependent guy to – 
to lean upon against these scores. But, you know, I like taking risks. I'm going to take Green Bay winning this one barely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not unreasonable for the reasons we've said just about the Packers, about how they're just giving up uh, points to these no-name teams. And so uh, Carolina is a team that actually has a little bit more playmakers than Denver. Or, sorry, um than than some of these other de- depleted teams like Detroit, so uh, I think that they could make it, keep it close. But Green Bay, uh, look, they they just lit it up through the air. They're unstoppable right now. Um, it used the unstoppable duo first half of the season: uh, DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. Back half of the season: Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Maybe just the whole season they've been unstoppable, really. But point being, the Carolina just gave up that huge performance to Drew Locke. Uh, they're going to give up another one. So I'll say Green Bay. Uh, I'll go a little bit higher. I'll say 42 to like 27. Yeah, you give them 40. Well, do they? They're week, doing bro. it pretty much. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. They're, they're, they're good. But I can, I can see a possible upset. I kind of don't want to see upset because I kind of want to get more dubs this, this year. I only got one this year on the on the weekly. A little, a little too late so for that, I, buddy. I, do, I can see the upset. Possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the 49ers and Dallas Cowboys. Um, two struggling teams right here, but if I had to pick one, um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think they're, even with injuries, they're a little bit more complete than the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott can't rush more than 50 yards, and if he if he doesn't fumble, if he doesn't fumble, he can't rush for 50 yards. If he rushes more than he fumbles, um, ever since he got the tattoo, I mean, he got he cursed himself. Stop wearing crop tops. Uh, you got Nick Mullins. I feel better about Nick Mullins and Andy Dalton. I like the wide receiving core because uh, Andy Dalton can't get it to his wide receivers. I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. I don't think it's going to be too entertaining. Um, if they were, if these both two teams were healthy, um, I think this would have been a good game. But I'm going to take San Francisco winning this one. I'm going to say 17 Yeah, I'll take San Francisco as well because the way that Dallas has been kind of scoring is kind of through the air more. Definitely they don't have their running game presence like you said. And I think that's where San Francisco does better anyway, defending. Um, but they're still solid all around. So I'll take I'll take Santa Fran as well. Not really sure where their offensive production is going to come from, but it doesn't really matter um, against this Dallas team. It's just so weird. So I'll take San Fran. Uh, a little bit of a low-scoring game, too. What, what, which one did you say? What was your prediction? 17-14. 17-14. That sounds good. I'll take 21-17 uh, uh, San Fran. All right, moving on to a game where I'm going to call the first upset right here, the Washington football here you team go. over the Seattle Seahawks. Here I go. I'm on, I'm on one. <laughs> I'm going to take Seattle on this. Or I'm, I'm going to take Washington football team right here because of one um, one word, Chase Young. This dude is just a monster on defensive tear. I think he's going to. He's going to have Russell Wilson running for his money. But I know Russell Wilson can make those plays. But I'm going to take Washington. Um, Alex Smith, if he comes back, I really hope he does. If not, if it's Dwayne Haskins, it's another story. But I think it's questionable for Alex Alex Smith. Um, Antonio Gibson has a chance to come back. Their their offense is is there. It's there. Don't I'm trying to convince myself here. Um, their offense doesn't have to be there too much because that defense is going to be there. I mean, that defensive line is going to tear things up and I think going to make um, Russell Wilson struggle. And um, Washington football team is probably going to win the uh, NFC East. Uh, Seahawks will probably win the NFC West for sure. But uh, I think Washington is going to sneak one on them. Um, Chase Young is just going to be the man. Um, I'm going to take Washington in this one. Uh 21 to 17. Well, I'll give Washington a little bit more credit because that Seattle defense is bad, and we're going to see what the, this team can really do against uh, a really bad defense. And and so we're going to really see what they really have on offense. If they miss Antonio Gibson, though. I don't know if he, he'll be back. Um, they need him back, though. He's such a huge part of this offense because their running game means so much to this team. And, uh, you know, they, they, just need, they just need him because they don't have too much playmakers anyway. So uh, I don't know that that's going to affect the game so much. We, it's so early in the week that we don't really know what's going to happen. But I think I'll take Seattle in this one. The one concern is just the sack percentage that they give up. They're 26, 26th in the league at protecting the quarterback. And Washington is one of the better sacking teams in the league. They're fourth best in getting sacks. So, uh, you know, this is the matchup to look forward to because when Russell Wilson has been has been rattled all year, uh, he's had some terrible games. And uh, it's happened against the Bills. And it's happened against a few other teams, too. And it's very recent, too. So I think there's some a little bit of a blueprint here for Washington to win. But I'll still take Seattle. I think that they could um, find some 
adversity in this game, but still to find a way to get out on top because their offense is just that good. And, and they really depend on it and they need it because they need to go. Um, they're fighting for that playoffs. So I'll take Seattle in a, in a very, very tough fought game. Uh, 24, 23. I think it's going to be that close. Up oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. At least I'll agree. All right. Moving on like to um, for, a game where I'm not you're really like just... looking for a potential upset. You're going to give me that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got, got going. You know what I'm saying? All right. Moving on to the Chicago and Minnesota Vikings. Um, Ooh, these both teams are just, they're both six and seven, believe it or not. <laughs> like, God damn. The, the Chargers are four, or what, what are they, four and nine? And, yeah. and these two teams are six, six and seven. That's insane. Um, if I had to pick one, I like Vikings offense a little better. I like Chicago's defense a little better, but I like Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Um, I can see the Chicago Bears imploding on themselves, but I can also see the Minnesota Vikings imploding on themselves. But Dal- if you have Dalvin Cook, you're always in the game. Um, Chicago always finds a way not to use their playmakers, um, even with the terrible defense. Like, not terrible. They're, they're, they've been decent. But I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. Uh, eh, yeah, I'm not going to wake up at 10 in the morning to watch this <laughs> shit. Uh, I'm going to go um, Chicago win, uh, uh, Minnesota winning 14 to 20. I'm going to disagree. I'll go with Chicago winning here just because my gut is saying it, you know. They're they're closing the, the year off with some nice victories, putting up points. I mean, thirty plus points. What from a Bears team? Like, are you kidding me? That you'd expect them to win these games, and um, maybe they'll stop a little bit of Dalvin Cook. I mean, they're pretty good at uh, their yards per rush and uh, the rushing touchdowns per game given up on the defensive side of the ball. You know, slow things down a lot for this offense, and when that happens, I think that Kirk Cousins isn't that guy. Is not that guy uh, to make these clutch plays and. Um, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, something about it. I mean, I don't like him, but he does <laughs> so weird. He does end up with victories. So I'll take the Bears in this one in a weird one where they stifle this Vikings offense and they get some uh, nice plays. I mean, Allen Robinson connection. This guy's a beast. I'll take the Bears uh, 27 to 20. All right. I can see that happening, but I don't want to. Um, 27 to yes, 20. All right, moving on to a game where um... – this team has to lose this game, then I win the bet. But if they win, if this Patriots team win the Dolphins, then, then my hair is in jeopardy. But oh. if the Dolphins win, if they if they win, then the most wins they could get is eight. And then I said they're not going to get more than eight. So I'm hey, in the you clear. You didn't think that it would, so it I'm would going uh, for the Dolphins. You know, go this far into the season. I didn't think it would be this close. I didn't think it would go this close. I, I'm like, I'm talking to my uh, my manager Ben. He's a sports guy, David manager, and I'm thinking of a way, a cool way to shave my head. If it, ha- I'm, I'm thinking of the possibility. That's how doubtful I am. I'm like, oh my, I'm thinking of the possibility of this happening. I'm gonna make it a big event uh, if it does happen. But I'm a Miami Dolphins fan <laughs> for the rest of the year. I kind of like the Miami Dolphins. They really are eight and five right now. They're not, they're not like that for mistake. Um, two was getting into his own. I wish Fitz Magic was there a little bit more. But um, if they get a run game going, um. I think this is a big test for Tua because you got you got <laughs> you got the best defensive secondary there in uh, in um, New England, but Cam Newton's been struggling hard. They even might st- uh, start uh, Stidham in this one. Um, their offense is just lackluster, and um, I believe in this Miami Dolphins team a little bit more, and because the bets on the line. So I'm gonna take Miami in this one. Um, man, I'm getting I'm getting a little. I'm shaking a little bit right now because I really hope they win. I'm going to take Miami. I'm waking up for this game. I'll skip all the other ones. I'll wake up for this one. Um, I'm taking Miami winning this one. Uh, it's going to be a close one. Too close for comfort. I think it's going to be 17 to 21. I'm taking Miami. Yeah, I'll take Miami in this one as well. I don't think that it's going to be, I mean, uh, that up for grabs, like that concerning. I think that the Dolphins are just a better team. So I'll take them. I'll take them 28, 17. I'll get the, the Patriots uh, 28, 14. You know, I think, I think it'll be uh, the Patriots will just put up a couple touchdowns. Dolphins, though, I think their defense is for real and uh, they'll be able to stop Cam Newton. So I have no problem seeing that. Just uh, let's see their offense put something together. It'll be a little bit of a struggle, I think, for Tua, especially against that Bill Belichick defense. But if they could, I think last week that was one of his best games. I don't care, even though they lost. I thought that Tua had one of the best games reading defenses. I see now, um, the vision for the future more and more. I'm believing in Tua more. He's he's definitely improving each more, uh, each week. So more and more. So uh, I'll take the Dolphins in this one. I have no problem doing that. All right, moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Baltimore Ravens. Man, I really want Jacksonville to, to do good, but 
they're just showing me every week that they they not they were not out they're not in the game at all. They're terrible against the run, and you got fourteen running backs in the Baltimore Ravens backfield, including Lamar Jackson. So I'm gonna take Baltimore in this one. I want Baltimore to win because it will knock out the Raiders out of the playoffs even more. So I'm a Ravens fan now. As long as we see the Raiders out, I'm gonna take them winning this one. Uh, man, I really want. I, I'm telling you, I want the Jacksonville Jaguars to succeed. But I'm gonna give them 14 points, and I'm gonna give J- um, Baltimore 27. I'll take. I'll give Baltimore a little bit more because the Jaguars just got ran all over by uh, Derrick Henry. I think that the uh, you know Baltimore is just as good of a running team in their own style. So um, I think they're gonna put away the Jaguars comfortably. Let's say uh, 28 to 10. What was the score? Twenty eight ten. Hello. Oh, twenty eight ten. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Tampa Bay and ATL Hotlanta. Uh, not so hot though. They lost a close one to the Chargers. Thank God. Um, I think Tampa Bay. They're just too. Um, they're just high powered. Um, on the stat sheet, I know. I know the the Falcons been playing with their heart out. I I see it. I talk about it all the time, but I think it's gonna be too much. Uh, I think it'll be a close one, though. Maybe too, maybe a little bit close than than what people think. I'm, I'm gonna take. Uh, I want. I want to take the upset so bad. Um, but now nah, their defense just gives up too much, even though they're hard hitting. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay winning this one, 24 to 21. I could see a possible upset though here from. I think it's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, Ronald Jones. I mean, he's he's involved in this offense, and then uh, over the top, this this Tampa Bay Bucks team is still moving very well. And Atlanta is just so bad against the pass, and also they're very bad at protecting the quarterback. And you know how Tampa Bay is when it gets to get into the quarterback, and also the their interception rate. And you know Matt Ryan coming off a really bad game where he threw a bunch of picks, and when he's in, under pressure, he's, he throws a lot. So um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a repeat from last week, especially that fourth quarter performance. So I'll take Tampa Bay this one. Um, I, I feel good about it. I'll say 20, uh, nah, 30, to, 30 to 17. Yeah, that sounds good. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans and the Lions. Um, man, you got Derrick Henry on your team. That's all I got to say. I'm going to take Tennessee in this one. Um, Lions are just too depleted. I know that they did pretty good without those playmakers, but you got Derrick Henry, and he's going to run all over. Uh, hopefully gets uh, hopefully gets like four touchdowns. I need this guy on my fantasy, and I got Tannehill as well. So I'm feeling pretty confident in the dub in fantasy this week. Can't wait to talk about that Friday. But I'm gonna take Tennessee winning this one, uh, thirteen to twenty eight. I think it would be that big of a margin. Yeah, I mean the thing is, just Detroit maybe could cover the spread. We'll talk about the spread and some of these websites. It's huge, but. It's just because they've been staying in the game, but they just match up so bad against Tennessee. So I have no problem taking the Titans uh, again. Uh, maybe they'll run it up 35 to 24. You're giving them 24. Nice yeah. Year. I mean, just Detroit just weird. They just scored like we've seen it, especially against that bears team. Yeah, I know it's weird. All right. Moving on to the Houston and Indianapolis division rival game. I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Houston on offense is not there. And defensively, they just look physically beaten. You know, they're 4-9 right now. They seem like they're doing a lot worse than that. But they fired Bill O'Brien, the biggest mistake that Houston Texans franchise did since they became an NFL team. I'm going to take the Colts. Phillip Rivers is looking hot right now. You can't stop Phillip Rivers when he's hot. And it's December. Uh, the running backs, wide receivers, that defense, I mean, they got the complete package. Like I said earlier, they're probably the most complete um, team and then the NFL probably most underrated team because I don't hear I don't hear a lot of uh, mainstream media talk about them enough. I'm gonna take the Colts winning this or yeah the Colts winning this one, uh, fourteen to thirty four. Ooh, fourteen thirty. That's a good score. Can I piggyback that score? I'll, I'll steal it. I haven't stole a score from you in a while. I Go mean, ahead. yeah, you haven't done it in like two weeks. <laughs> uh, I'm going uh, relapsing here, but um, I, I like the Colts in this one too. I mean, the Houston team whatever vision they had for the season, even the players that they, 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 you know, they weren't big name players um, that they needed to step up. They're injured too. So who do they have? I don't think that they're going to have any opportunity here. Even like a few weeks ago, they looked better um, against the Colts they're playing them again, which is so weird. I hate that scheduling, but uh, I wish they were further apart, but I think we may even see a bigger performance from Indy. What? Oh, yeah, you're picking back my score. I was like, what's your score? All right, moving on to this next game. Um, 
Uh, I think I'm calling another upset. I don't know if it's recency bias or not. I don't want to. Oh, God damn, I'm saying the Eagles are going to win. Someone get me checked out. Jalen Hurts and the Chicago or the Chicago Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles just look like a different team. Miles Sanders finally rushed for 100 yards. I can't remember the last time he did that. That defense stood up against Taysom Hill and that offense of the Saints. Um, the Cardinals, I think, are a little bit less talented than uh, the Saints offensively. But you do got D-Hop. You got Kenyon Drake. They're not scrubs. They, the, those guys could play. Uh, I think I think Philadelphia, the, their, the way they coached that last game, it's convincing me that they could outcoach um, two-year man Kingsbury. Um, a lot of people are not fond of him. Uh, look up Stephen A. Smith and Kingsbury. Oh, my God. This God, he just talks so much shit about him. It's, it's so entertaining. I love it. Um, so I'm going to take Philadelphia in this one, make a run for the playoffs. But Jalen Hurst is going to go undefeated. I can see him running on the ground for another 100. But he does it smart. I mean, I mean, well, I sound like April K because Lamar Jackson, they design plays for him. I just don't like him. I just don't. Uh, there's something about him. I just don't like him. <laughs> Maybe because he's overrated. But I'm going to take Philadelphia winning this one, a close one, 24-21. to 21. Jalen Hurts, 2-0. Yeah, I'll take actually Philadelphia as well. I can't believe they're underdogs. I think people didn't really realize how good they played this last week against the, the Saints. And they're, they're going to match up very well offensively against the Cardinals. I'm throwing out all stats out of the window for the Philadelphia Eagles. This feels like a completely different team. I'm overreacting. I don't care. They might get you blown out and no one will realize it. <laughs> but um, I think that they'll, they'll, t- they'll take this game. Uh, Jalen Hurts is an inspiration for this team. Uh, motivating factor. So I'll say the score will be uh what did you say? I don't want to copy again. I forgot already. Twenty-four to fourteen. Yeah, I'll take uh I'll take you know, I'll take a close one, twenty-eight twenty-seven, just because Arizona I believe in their offense still. Um their playmakers, but I think that Jalen Hurts is gonna gonna do it, man. They're the looking at right I'm looking at right now and uh Arizona, look, they don't contain the run very well. And their passing defense is not good either. I said okay. 24-21. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. Um, Arizona has been uh, more shaky than steady in this one. Moving on to a game where I don't want to try to take – I'm not taking the Jets again ever in my career as a, as, as a sports podcaster. Against the Rams, the Rams are going to have fun with this one. Um, get everyone involved. Get the rookies involved. I want to see uh, Van Jefferson Jr. get a touchdown or two. It's going to be a blowout. Um, I'm going to give the Jets okay. seven. Um, I don't know why. I'm just going to give a seven, seven to 30, seven, <laughs> seven to 37. I don't know how they get that score, but yeah. Okay. I'll take the Rams in this one. 33 to 10. Um, I love the Rams uh, on the roll and the Jets. Uh, why are we even talking about this game? <laughs> Moving, Moving on. on a game. Yeah. You're just going to move right along the Kansas city. Chiefs versus the Saints. They should move this to prime time and move the Browns and Giants to to the one o'clock slot. Come on, dude. Uh, I'm gonna take whew, this, this one's gonna be tough. Taysom Hill, like I said, has 10 fumbles on the year. That's like fifth ranked in their franchise and most fumbles in a season. Uh, they gotta get real creative here against this this uh Kansas City Chiefs team. This defense is great, but look what Jalen Hurts did. I want to take the Saints in this one because I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. They already clinched the division. So I I think they're gonna probably rest some players. Maybe not play them too much because they already clinched. So it doesn't matter record-wise. So I'm going to take New Orleans on this one. Um, I'm going to take them winning. It's going to be a high-scoring game, um, 34 to 30. Wow. I don't know because, like you just said. They might rest some stater- They might rest some starters, though, because they already clinched the division. They clinched the – They I think they already clinched the number one spot, too. Or they haven't clinched the number yeah. one spot. But I think they're just- – they're twelve and one, dude. Come on, they're, like you said, they get bored. Yeah, but I think they're still gonna win. I think they're still gonna do it. I think that uh, you know they, they have to fend off the Steelers still, and uh, they, you're gonna want that first seed because only only being the only team with the bye is so clutch. And um, you know it's still too early for them to rest. You know Andy Reid loves doing that, but maybe he, he still has a couple weeks to work with. So I'll still take the Chiefs in this one. Like you said, Philadelphia just shook the world and shook the Saints. And I think that maybe uh, they're not going to be ready for the Chiefs either. I mean, they, that game may have just, you know, butterfly affected the Saints off, of course. But I, I, I like the Chiefs so much anyway. I mean, jokes aside, the Saints, they're, they're good. But um, I don't know. Their offense hasn't really been uh, 
no one can match up with the Chiefs, dude. It's so hard. But even their offense when they had Drew Brees was a little weird because it was really all Alvin Kamara. And in the timeline, uh, it was like they barely saw any Mike, uh, Michael Thomas and Drew Brees combo wombo this year. It was, uh, you know, it, the injuries really uh, limited what we've seen between the two. So maybe it's still a little bit rusty. I don't know. Um, I just don't don't have a good vibe all around around the Saints right now. So I'll take the Chiefs um, because even though, like I said, they do get bored, they're just, they're still going to win. So I'll take them. Should be a good one. Uh, 30 to 28. I think it's going to be something weird like that. All right, moving on to the Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants. This is a, a, a Cleveland Brown team that definitely seeking for a bounce back win. And I think they'll get it. If they're starting Daniel Jones, I don't like Daniel Jones. He just has too much turnovers. I don't think he's fully healthy even with this week. Um, I think Cleveland just is so dominant on the ground and through the air now. Uh, they just get to beef up that defense. And I think this is a great game to bounce back to. It's a primetime game on NBC. Um, I don't know why I mentioned NBC. I feel like I'm a spokesperson. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns in this one. Uh, 24 to uh, to 14. 24 to 14. Browns 24-14. Yeah, um, I'll give the Browns a little bit more love too, actually. I think they'll, they can run it up to you know 33 to 17. Um, because their their offense, like I said, I don't think they've even realized how good they are on offense, especially throwing the ball. So um, I think they're just going to keep improving like they have been through the air, and the Giants are a great team to do that against. And, uh, you know, whatever mojo the Giants had on defense, maybe it's gone. Maybe it's gone already. And when you when you see that your season's done, it just throws everything off. All right, um, moving to the Monday night game. Um, shouldn't be a Monday night game for real. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, if Joe Burrow was healthy, it would be entertaining, but it's, but he's not. Uh, he's out for the season, as you know. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, 2-10-1. They're 2-10 for a reason and one. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, give, uh, what I should say about this, get ready for all those Pittsburgh Steelers fans to come out of hiding from that 0-2 uh, uh, losing streak because uh, they're going to come back and win this one big. Um, it's not, I'm not going to say a statement game. Um, it's just a freebie really. It's just like playing the jets. I mean, I, I don't think the Bengals will put up a fight, but not too much. It'll be too far out. Um, I think the Steelers should run the ball, even if they're down, if they somehow find their way down, they should just run the ball and they have to establish that they got to get those running backs comfortable if they want to get in the playoffs because they got to get the run game established. But, it, um, I don't think they will. I think it's just going to be Ben Rossberger. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, 27 to seven. Yeah, um, I just don't like the Steelers' offense, and uh, you're right. They're gonna come. The fans are gonna come out of the woodwork again, out of nowhere, because they're if they're playing another bad team. But I think they realize they only really uh, looking that good right now because of all the bad teams they played. But I still think they'll they'll win this one, uh, 27 uh, 14. Um, I don't know how the Bengals are uh, 27 to 10. Uh, I don't know how the Bengals are gonna score against this defense, but uh, Steelers are gonna eat a little bit through the air. All right, moving on to our parlays. Uh, Lucas, I'll let you go first. All righty. So I got a parlay right here, a seven-team parlay. A lot of good, good-looking good games, but the spreads are so bad. Um, they're so tough. Like, for example, I'll mention a couple. The, the Ravens are minus 13 against the Jags. I think we have them covering on some of these prediction scores, but it's just I don't know if I want to mess around with my money like that right now and the the rams are minus 17 against the jets i mean i'll throw a couple you know and the steelers are minus 13 against the Bengals. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a couple of you know bets i'll make a couple of them you know with that going into the weekend but the one i want to share with you guys um i'll share right now i got the colts uh minus seven against texans seattle minus oh let me buy a point right here seattle minus four against the washington football team i'll take the green bay packers minus seven Against the Panthers. I'll take the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Plus seven. Uh, against the Cardinals. I have them winning that game. I got the Chiefs. Minus three. Or I'm going to do minus two. Minus two against the Saints. And then I got the Bills. Minus six against the Broncos. And then I got the Miami Dolphins. Minus one. So basically just to win. Against the Patriots. So I'm going to put $10 down to win 461 I think those are all very good. All right, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I disagree with you know like some of the scores like with the Saints and KC. But all right, uh, I got a six-team one right here. All wins, just straight up wins. I'm sick and tired of the spreads because I just I can't get it. Uh, moving on, uh, let's see. The first one I got the Philadelphia Eagles 
upsetting the Cardinals. I got the Saints upsetting um, the KC. I got the Bills winning. The Broncos more of a safe bet there. I got Miami winning the Patriots. A little bit of a safe one, too. Minnesota and Bears, another safe one. And then I'm going to close it out with another safe one, the 49ers and the Cowboys. If those all hit and I play $10 like you, I'll win 483 Oh, okay. A little bit of a safe bet. Well, that's on good. The side. Ten for four eighty-three <laughs> on a safe bet. I, Respectable. That's a safe one, yeah. Um, I'm thinking about throwing the the Chargers one in there, but uh, don't do it. I'm, I'm done betting on the Chargers. I'm done betting on the Chargers. But there you guys have it. Um, preview, review, and parlays. Um, Lucas Reyes, where can they find you? You can find on me on Twitter media. at SugarFreeLucas, where you see the pinned tweet of the December podcasts. That's how you interact and uh, enter our giveaway, our $100 NFL shop gift card giveaway. All you have to do is like, retweet, or comment on that thread of podcasts. Any of the tweets in the thread right there. And each en- uh, each interaction is a entry. So multiple entries are allowed, and you must follow me, Sports Guy David, and the Fantasy Sports Cave to win. But that's it. David, where can we find you on social? You can find me, Sports Guy David, on all social medias, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, all the same name. Um, I post all the podcasts on there, too. So, um, like Lucas said, to interact with it and enter. I'm also selling Sports Guy David merchandise. Um, $30 for a Sports Guy David breast cancer awareness care package. It comes with T-shirts, four stickers, two hollow, two regular, uh, a, a pin, a keychain. Um, that's including shipping, and that um, will go to you within three days, and all profits are going to breast cancer research. So you can be helping me out, and you'll also be helping out breast cancer. The t-shirts are really tight, too. Hashtag all boobs matter. But there you guys have it. Go ahead and follow the Fantasy Sports Game as well on Twitter and Instagram, and you get all of our uh, sports updates on there, too. So from the Fantasy Sports Game, Sports Game David and Lucas Reyes, we are out.